0: A couple of months ago, our friends at WeGoPay gave us a platform which you used to support this podcast living truthfully. And we thank you for those of you that have gone through this journey with us. Now, we're going to give you something back. Imagine the possibility of buying Airtime and getting some of that cash back. That possibility is now true with WeGoPay Airtime, an exciting new product for all your Airtime purchases. WeGoPay is giving you a platform to buy your airtime and get 2% cash back on every airtime purchase. What's better, you can also earn more when you refer people using your unique invite code. You'll earn 2% for every purchase made from your referrals. And that cash is available immediately on M-Pesa and you can use it to buy airtime or to pay other bills. Use star483-STAR. 30 hash to start earning passive income. You purchase your airtime using the pay bill 787 and use the account number as your phone number. Now I'll do your solid. Use my code LT001 to start you off. Go ahead, purchase some airtime and get some passive income. morning good afternoon good evening good whatever time it is wherever you are welcome to living truthfully episode 51 yes in the month of february the month of the month of men's conferences that's exactly what it is the month of men's conferences i don't know what you're doing i don't know where you are but i'm so glad that you're listening to Living Truthfully. I'm so glad that you're here walking this journey of uh, healing, this journey of male conversations by men that women are eavesdropping into, uh, and walking this journey of 2020 with us. We've just come out of a really good uh, series. We've been discussing the decade, the decade that was and the decade that we have ahead. We've been discussing decade thinking. Hey, and have guys shared their stories or what? In fact, eddie's stories last week and last week but one. if you haven't listened to episode 49 and episode 50 you have to go and listen to eddie kimani's story you have to go and listen to the story of just fighting through hard times and getting proper and real redemption and i've told you guys here before me i'm a sucker for happy endings not the ones you're thinking about the ones for the story ending well you guys anyway um, so happy endings. Uh, I mean, what I mean is, uh, good endings to stories. In studio, have a have a good, it's not an ending, but a guy's just holding <laughs> laughter. So let me tell you guys a story. I was in a very good school. I was in a high school called, uh, Moi Forces Academy. It was yeah. not a high school. It was an academy. Exactly. And uh, by the t- by the time I went into high school, I sort of knew I liked music, but I didn't. I didn't really explore my musical side until I went to high school. And then I discovered a cappella. There was this group of guys in school who were, maybe, I think, two years ahead of me. And they used to sing gospel a cappella. Wow. on. Wah wah wah, 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 You guy. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, ba, ba, da, da, da. boom, boom. boom, boom ba, da, 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 da. It was only truth. It was some jingle like that. Something it was like only jingle. It's been a while. But but it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. what? Mm. But no, it was not even just the music. It was how the ticks used to respond to these guys that made it amazing. And I, I started singing, hoping <laughs> the ticks would respond to me like that.
1: Your motto is my friend.
0: Yeah, 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 I got new. <laughs> with little success, well, some moderate success. Uh, well, I learned I learned music and I I, I fell in love with a cappella because of these guys. Yeah. Uh, but also, I met people with the driest jokes ever. These guys had the worst dad jokes. Like they are the originators of dad of like bad knock-knock jokes and puns and aunt jokes and things like that. And I sort of just formed an excellent relationship with these guys. They're much older than me. Um now they're in different parts of the world, but the one person who's like consistently been in my life is a man I'm honored to uh, introduce to you. He's a man who does a YouTube, um, he has a YouTube channel. It's called Papa Bear and he discusses dad things. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the intelligent, very well-dressed man from an American, Amos. Yeah. Monger.
1: Yeah. What up?
0: Mm. We all call him Monger, at least our friends. My, 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 my good close friends call him Mongo, Yeah, and, so. and the other people call you. Uh Sir. Sir, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> I have one for you, I have one for you. Uh-huh? Knock, knock knock. Who's there? Arch. Arch who? Bless you. Knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. <laughs> Interrupting. Mm. <laughs> ah, you guys you shik at the vision. Yeah, uh, I can I see like, you I'm, still I'm, got it. Still got okay, it. Okay, so what do you call mm-hmm. um an ant mm-hmm. that is defiant. Oh, actually, there you go. <laughs> a defiant. <laughs> no. It's also called a true ant. <laughs> that's an ant that's, that's honest. No, it's a true ant. Like a true ant. Like a true ant. True oh, like what someone who takes it off. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, okay. What do you call um, an ant? Ant jokes are like my best uh, jokes. Apparently. Uh, Apparently. So, <laughs> <sighs>
1: Yeah, yep. don't get me started, man. I can We can do this for hours. We can
0: do, but then we can do this for hours. Um, listen, guys, you must go and check out Papa Bear. Whether you're a father or as an aspiring father or you are trying to define your relationship with your father, I think the conversations that happen on Papa Bear are important conversations um or they're a guy or a chick please go and understand even what that experience is like for, for you know from a, from a male perspective uh for the women who are listening yep yep thanks you must check out papa bear maybe before i go into our topic yep uh, let me ask you monge sure why did you start papa bear Wow,
1: it's a good question. Um I'm
0: full of them by the way.
1: Very good deep questions. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Not just the deep not just the jokes, the ant jokes. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, I was about to get
0: started again. That's good. It's okay. Feel free at any point. I drop point. a joke.
1: Uh, I, I can't an ant joke, yeah.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Um I uh, will make a point of that.
1: So so um I started my fatherhood journey well, it's almost twelve years now. Okay. Ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I remember when I started out I had no Idea, what I was getting into,
0: Mm.
1: Um, you know, uh, um, wife is pregnant. Mm. Um, Of course, I know what that looks like. I know how that happened. But in terms of what happens after Uh, that, sorry, help me. No, 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 no.
0: This. How did it happen? This is a a, a
1: (laughs) PG rated family show. There are kids who listen to this show, so we want to be. We want to be sure.
0: If you're under eighteen and you're listening to this show, (laughs) log off off. now. God, I'm
1: seeing you. God is watching. <laughs> the Lord is watching. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um. So, so what happened is, uh, I had no idea what I was what I was getting into. There mm. was obviously a lot of preparation that went into it. Um, my wife was very, um, big on reading up on stuff and talking to people about it, mm. and I felt like she was really prepared for this, and I wasn't. So, for example, you know, we bought clothes for for the baby. It's a baby girl, mm-hmm. and I remember just laughing hysterically at how small the stuff was it was ridiculous i mean it's like clothes for a doll you know it was it was, it was funny to me because i'd never seen a baby i never interacted with a baby before um you know when 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 baby came you know we had to change diapers and stuff like that i had no idea what a diaper what how, how it worked or what it looked like so i was, I was green let, let me put it that way completely green and i felt that i could have been better prepared for fatherhood but there was very there was very little resource available um, for me. There, there weren't people I could talk to. There wasn't really much stuff on the internet at the time, um, so I felt very unprepared. A lot of the literature that, that um, you know my wife you know asked me to read was geared towards the mother. You know, so what to expect when you're expecting. I and read that
0: book in the loo. Yeah, it was my loo read <laughs> when we were expecting our first daughter. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, it's it's deep stuff. Yeah, it, it but it's is, all it geared
1: is. towards the the, the uh, yeah, mother it's primarily. True. It's yeah? True, yeah, and so there's not much resource available, and it's it's it, it hasn't changed much since then. It's been twelve years, and it's still it's the same. Um, a lot of pregnancy preparation, a lot of parenting preparation is geared towards the mother, um, and I just felt that you know there's a gap there. There's something that we need to do. A lot of men are winging it. In terms of their fatherhood, mm. because mm. they don't really know what needs to happen, or they don't really have a, a model or someone to look up to, or someone who's gone ahead of you who can mm. sort of show you the ropes. Mm. Um, and you know, just men by by mm. our very nature, mm. uh, we don't look for information um, around these things. You know, mm. we just tend to assume that you know what you're doing. So yeah. osmosis so, works for us. Yeah, for some people it does. Yeah, um, yeah some membranes are. Thi- anyway, so Oof. so. You you get the feeling that you know there there needs to be some sort of um, information uh, availed to men to be able to 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 um, to do their job uh, better, mm. um, and that's that's the gap that I'm hoping to fill. Just to because Papa Bear is really about exceptional fatherhood. Mm. Um, fatherhood is more than just changing diapers and playing with a child. You know, there's a lot of facets to it. A lot of us have grown up with um, absent fathers or fathers who are not you know. Uh, really doing their job engaged for whatever reason bear, or yeah, are engaged yeah. or are, are pres- they're present but they're not really engaged. Mm. Um, so there's all these things that we've grown up with and we're passing this on to the next generation which is unfortunate. I mean, we we should do better because we should know better. Mm. Uh, there's, a be- there's more information out there and that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. Just trying to foster... But
0: justice. why a bear? Okay, so listen, bro. Have you ever seen a bear? <laughs> not in the flesh, no. Why couldn't it be Papa Lion... You know things you've seen, Papa Elephant. You know, even Papa Dog. You know something like Papa, Papa Cat Papa or cat. Papa, no, Papa, Papa cat.
1: Mbuzi, Papa mbuzi, Papa yeah, Goat. Yeah, yeah, they gay, You know, yeah. like why? Why? Be-be-ru.
0: Be-be-ru, yeah, why, why? <laughs> like why, Papa Bear? You
1: know? That's a good question. Um, so here's a funny story. Mm-hmm. When I start, when when I was well, uh, the first three years of my life, mm-hmm. I didn't say a word. Oh, really, yes, I didn't speak for the first three years. And don't start, to, I know you're about to say that I haven't stopped talking since, yeah, which is kind of so
0: <laughs>
1: it's compensating. <laughs> I'm making up for those first three years, yeah. but I mean, literally, for the first three years, I didn't say a word. Wow. And uh, when I did speak, um, I spoke a sentence, mm-hmm. those my first words were a sentence, wow, and it was the story of Goldilocks. Oh. You know, Goldilocks, that story of once upon a time, there was mama bear, papa bear, blah, 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 blah and Goldilocks and all that. I said that first sentence as my first words. Wow. Um, and so it, it kind of came from there because my mom used, used to tell me that story. And then when, you know, when this whole idea came up, I had toyed around with a few names. There was, um, I, I won't tell you the names because some of them are really silly, but I basically I was one fought, of them Goldilocks well no uh no no that 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 didn't quite make the cut
0: but okay. yeah yeah there are there are some names i'm just looking for
1: hot, broken chairs no broken no no chairs, none of okay, that okay, none of okay. that the right, woods walking that, in the woods yeah, no, yeah. no no okay. no none of that none of that but but so so yeah i mean papa bear just the the concept of papa bear mm-hmm. is um the the phrase itself is something that means something to me because okay. of my my background that's very cool um but, but 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 yeah i mean it's just really it's associated with um, a certain Carefulness, you know the way people say mother hen. Mm. The equivalent of that for men is Papa Bear. You know, you want someone who will take care of you, someone big, someone who will protect you. Uh, so there's a sort of like a an analogy there. Uh,
0: mm. There's a likening to the way I believe men should be. Yeah, I'm not complaining, bro. Yeah, yeah. Papa Bear is very comforting for me okay and for my size yeah yeah, yeah. I me just, I just feel like every you. time every time I see papa bear I'm like yeah that's me that's uh, you uh, I'm Huggable. You're kind of cuddly yeah, you know give yeah. big yeah, yeah, yeah and I like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. grow yeah. <laughs> come yeah. here you um, which which that that conversation gives me maybe even a good background for the for what I want to discuss this month mm-hmm. and and you're, you're my first guest this you know in the month of february and oh, nice man i want to discuss uh, Friendships, just like male, good, good male friendships, eh? Okay. Um, and my first question is, as, as you're becoming a dad, man, you didn't have any male friends who had, even if they were younger dads, yeah, who could sort of help you figure this thing out, or you guy, my friends,
1: and they are all awesome guys. Mm-hmm. We were in the same boat. In fact, uh, I was ahead of most of them. So I'm like the guy now who needs to sort of pass on the information. So I mean you can ask them whether I'm a good friend to them. But I mean there was not much uh peer learning to have mm. because mm. we're all kind of floating yeah. through this whole thing. Yeah. Um and I mean yeah, we, we've we've learned a lot from each other over the years, but at the time we we're all sort
0: of in the same boat. You know, okay. we, we, we all don't know what to do. I've I've known you to have um like in pro- probably i probably seen you through three different stages of life, yeah. Mm. I've seen you in high school. I think I've seen you like start up career wise, like like at that point when you were getting married and in you know, a just young career stage and now, you know, yeah. where you're you uh, in the category called middle aged man. I Let me just help it help you.
1: I I thought you were looking forward like, you know, established and
0: um accomplished
1: um visionary uh, you know, um, giving back, you know, I
0: thought you are thinking for words like those, no? middle East, no? Man. That's so that's honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those things will happen somewhere in your future, so <laughs> yeah, I, I really do Cheers, hope man. that you thanks. get thanks. There. thanks
1: for the word of thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it.
0: You're, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I believe in you, Mwonga, yeah, and yeah, I, see, I see it happening soon. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Ten years. But you will get there. You'll be established. You'll be visionary. Oh, well, you're visionary now. Actually, Papa Bear is visionary. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, and I've not known you to be in isolation Okay. in those different stages.
1: Yeah.
0: And I want to ask you, have you, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my observation is wrong. Yeah. Do you feel like you've had good male friendships uh, specifically yeah. in your life? Yes. Um, and as I
1: speak, I'm thinking of a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, um, I think the the thing about the friendships that I've had is that um, I know they're available. I know that there are people who I can count on, I can rely on. Mm, mm. Whether I take the step to make myself or reach out for that mm. that help or that support is another issue altogether. Um, I think, in my experience, um, you know, you, you know that your guys will be there for you, but mm. you don't want to take advantage of it or you don't feel like you're, you know, you're that guy who always needs help and stuff like that. So you kind of want to deal with stuff on your own. Um, and you also have this realization that, you know, your guys are also going through similar stuff, mm. right? So mm. you don't want to feel like a burden to them, so to speak. So I'd say, you know, um, my friends have been available. They have, you know, um they've always been there to to support me and to be with me and stand with me. Mm. I've had guys, I've had friends who have had for almost 40 years, um, guys who have known for a long, long time. Um, and we're still in touch. We're still mm, friends. Mm. Um, so there's that. There's that. There's been that availability. I just don't know that I've been um, willing to accept, you know, that that help or to be vulnerable with them so that they can
0: play the role. That's a very interesting thing that you say. I don't know. I don't know whether to follow that rabbit hole or go to the question I wanted to ask you. Well, let me ask you why. It, man. Why is it that the reference to good male friendships has gone straight to? Asking for help. <laughs> wow. Well, mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's a question I'm asking. I'm asking yeah, why, why yeah. is it that when I asked whether you've had good male friendships, yeah, it went straight to
1: asking for help. help.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. This is uh, this is interesting. I I I've never really thought about that. I mean, I think I think that um, you know, th- th- there's a sense in which um, friendship has been portrayed and um, maybe i can speak for myself i think friendship is portrayed as a solace a place to to go to a place to run mm-hmm. to it's a uh, it's something that you go to when you need it's not something that necessarily is there all the time you mm-hmm. know yeah. uh, you think of um a companion as being like, say, uh, your, your wife or somebody who you're a significant other as mm. being sort of like the person you're with who's with you, walking with you. Mm. But your friends are a solace. They are people who you 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 you, you know they're around when you need them. Um, and that sounds bad. It sounds like, you know, you, you abuse your friends. But I, I think that, honestly, uh, in my view, friendship for, for me as a man mm. has always been seen as... A place to run to. Mm. Um, so when you're in trouble, you go to your friends. When you have uh, a need, you go to your friends. When you're when you're happy, when you have this thing that's happening, good thing in your life, you go celebrate with your friends. Mm. So they're working with you, yes, but you have your own sort of lane, and you go to them when when there's need, so to speak.
0: As you, I really thought about that. As, as, as you as you as you describe it, yeah. Does it sound like that setup is okay for you? As you're discussing it, as you're, yeah. as you're yeah. now describing it, yeah, how does that setup sound to you? I don't know.
1: It sounds, um, and maybe for lack of the right choice of words, it sounds almost exploitative. Like mm. your your friends are only there for a, for something. Mm. You know, they're not only they're only worth worthwhile if they do something or they have some mm. sort of value to give mm. you. Um, it might come across that way. I think the um, the thing about it is that uh, friends, um, you, you, you know, there, there's a sense in which as men. We want to deal
0: with stuff on our own, so, so sorry. In, in here, oh, we yeah. personalize it. Oh, so we, don't we, 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 don't, we don't talk about other guys, oh, we don't talk about other guys, talk about ourselves. So, okay, okay, yeah.
1: So, I, 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 statements. I, and now that you're talking about in here, I should yeah. just point out that this place is quite well appointed. Um, you guys <laughs> should see this studio, it's it's it's, it's amazing. These guys <laughs> are excellent on another level, yeah. I
0: mean, Shout out to guy. super producer Lee, yeah, man, you yeah. deal who is, yeah.
1: yeah, there's a level of us now, but anyway, so um. Where was I going? I uh, you you're talking about maybe how you view the male friendships. Yeah. I I see male friendship as um as a companion because I I personally deal with stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, my default setting is to be on my own mm-hmm. to do things myself. Mm-hmm. I've been described by people as being a lone ranger, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's just me, but I tend to just want to do things on my own mm-hmm. since I was since since I was a child. Um, so, I see friends as people who are available, um, but I have my ca- cocoon, my ca- space, my, my bubble, which is mine. It's it's my space. And so, I wouldn't expect a friend to just always be there because I imagine my friend also has his own cocoon and his own bubble that he's dealing with. So, he doesn't want me always in his space. Like, you know, let's do, let's hang, let's what You know, when there's time for us to hang out, when there's um, a need, um, when you know he, he has um, an issue he's dealing with or if there's something that he needs my help with then I'm happy to step into that bubble but for the most part you know you do your thing I do my thing sort of thing
0: hmm. I have so many follow up questions from yeah. this conversation this, this
1: is sounding it's, it's kind of sounding like you know
0: uh, separatist sort of um, <laughs> no, you know. no 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 it's, it's, it's you know what's interesting yeah is I think making male friendships is very awkward yeah I think it's awkward. It's male friendships sort of have to have a like something else jump-starting it. Mm. We rarely walk up to a guy and they say, "I want to be your friend." And have you ever done that? No, ever in your life. If someone did that to me, I'd be so weirded out. By the way, yeah, it, it's so awkward. Huh? Yeah, so we sort of go through this often life experiences that we happen to be in the same place same stage like we were in high school together yeah and so that same experience the fact that we spent two years in high school together then that sort of sets up the stage yes. for the friendship for the for the bond yes and then you later find you probably have a similar value system you have similar um, you know maybe if other friends yeah maybe you end up in the same circles for yeah. other things and so those those things then become the basis <laughs> yeah, of your, your friendship. Of your friendship. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, Quick, sorry, yeah, just ahead. following yeah. up
1: on that. Yeah. I mean, um, if you think about like our friendship, you and I, yeah. you know, I mean, we've known each other for a very long time mm-hmm. and we've been there for each other through many experiences, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't say that it's those ones of your, your in my space or I'm in your space no. kind of thing, you no. know, when, when the opportunity comes, when you know baby's in hospital, when your baby's born, or um, you're going through some something work-wise, there's some celebration. You're going through mm. some big event that you have at you that's going well. Mm. I'll come in. I'll I'll be there. When I'm having stuff, when there's something happening in my life that's good, you come. You'll be there. But it's not a thing of we're always at the pamoja We are together all the time. It's the, a,
0: it's a different dynamic. So you know, I do have friends like that. You do? Yeah. Male friends? Yeah. I have friends who like literally. Are just there, just there, just they're like they're like your siblings. Everywhere, everywhere you go, everything yeah. you do, they're there. Yeah. I've, I've especially two friends, uh, and I think I've grown that circle a bit. Okay. maybe I should bring like a bunch of them here. Um, that would be wild. It would be. I, I've I've had. I don't think I went. But one of them actually did come and say, "You know what? Let's be friends. <laughs> let's be like Let, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this thing." I won't say his name because you know people respect him. But <laughs> I do, I do think that. And and what he did is that he he helped us also uh, form friendships for our children. Okay, and so our kids are now best friends. You know, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And so so he, he he was very deliberate about that. Yeah, yeah. Are those like a? Do you have like a lot of friends who you have that kind of relationship with? I have two. Okay. I have two friends who I have that sort of just always there yeah. type yeah. of friendship, and probably my most valuable male friendships, uh, to okay. be honest. Um, but many are, you know, just like you say. There's some form of, uh, you know, se- separation, yeah, in, in you yeah. Know, of sorts. And when I and I listen to it mm. now, as we speak, it doesn't sound right to me. Really? Yeah, it doesn't because. Um, I don't, I feel like friendships are just that they're friendships and friendships are relationships that need as much effort as any other you know, relationship. Like I should be able to holler at my boy and just have a conversation for no reason. How are you checking on each other? Yeah. uh, And not necessarily because I need something from them or or I want or, or, or they need something from me. And as I listen to this conversation we're having right now for me, I'm starting to see the brokenness Mm. of our male friendship space. And I'll tell you why. Because at what point would you gauge, and I'm I'm asking you, uh, Monge, at what point do you decide you need help? Like, what's the threshold Mm. that you reach? Of pain. Mm. Of pain that Mm. you reach and you say, I need to find male friendship help. Yeah, what's that threshold for you?
1: Let me tell you what what typically happens um, for me and mm. some of the friendships that I that I'm, I'm thinking about and that I know and mm. I have.
0: Mm. Um,
1: often it happens the other way around. Mm-hmm. that uh, your friend basically looks at you and says, "Dude, mm. you're suffering. You're in pain. Yeah. I, I need to come in. I need to step in." Mm. Um, I think. Uh, it, it my, i guess my threshold for pain is is is, is fairly high at mm. least that kind of pain mm. at least the kind of pain that would make me reach out and actually yeah. look for help from someone okay. um, i think that that threshold is pretty high um I, I if if i felt that in some way my um livelihood or um or my sense of you know masculinity is uh, under threat of some of some of some nature or if I feel challenged enough by a situation or by mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I went to church and Pasi said something that really just set me off, um, then I'd feel, wow, okay, I, I need help. I need, I need I need, to sort this out and I mm-hmm. can't do it on my mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd probably uh, take some time before I figure out who to talk to. Some of those conversations, for reaching out for help would be awkward, to be mm-hmm. honest. I'd be like, you know, I, 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 I don't know how I'd rock up to a guy and just say, you know what, I need your help. I need this that that just doesn't come naturally to me mm. to say that I need help and you can help me do this uh, because I feel like I'd have to follow that up with um, I need help and this is what I want you to do for me so you're in control you need help but you're basically directing the guy how he needs to help you mm. but that sense of vulnerability where you know you honestly don't know what to do and you're just stuck you're just lost um, that's an awkward conversation to have um, especially with another guy mm. Uh, but I think my threshold for pain would be pretty high. I'd, I'd have to be like really, I don't know, like completely out. Like you know, I uh, I don't know where to sleep tonight. I don't know have I don't have any rooms for. I I'd be completely out
0: of my my element for me to reach out. I actually, know people who've ended up first sleeping, you know, in a hotel or sleeping in a in a car in the moti yeah. in the moti or mm. or like maybe two three days. Sometimes even a week before they say okay. Yeah. Let me call this guy. Mm. I know he has an extra bedroom in his house. Yeah. And maybe he would take me in. Yeah. Like I, I we don't do that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And even when you're calling you're 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 almost calling like um you know, asking for help is not a problem. It's asking for specific help where you know what help you need. Mm. So you're telling the guy, You have an extra room in your house. Mm. I want to go sleep. So I'm not, I'm not calling you because I'm 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 out of my luck, I'm calling you because you have an extra room. It's like mm. I have a solution. You have a solution. I know what the solution is. Mm. I'm calling you to give mm. me the solution mm. that I know I want. <laughs> it's different from you know. I'm stranded. You guys man, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm lost. Mm. That's different. Would, would you admit that? It'll be hard, man. It'll be It'll be tough. Um,
0: I think there are, there are people I would be that vulnerable with. Mm. How, um, many, how many in your in your circle? Well, how many you, in, from the top of your head can you think of? Maybe. Three
1: or four people at most. Okay. Um and even then it would like be uko at the wire, you know, where you're mm. completely out. Um, but to just call up a guy, a fellow guy, and tell him, by the way, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I need your help, man. I, I don't know what to do. That's that's a very difficult conversation to have.
0: Why is it difficult? I mean, chances are this guy probably understands. Yeah. Chances are he's probably going through something similar. Yeah. He knows who you are, so he knows you're not taking advantage of. Of a friendship, yeah. Why? Why is that hard? Wow. We said you personalized things, huh? Mm.
1: Um, for me, it's it's important for me to be to be in control, to be able to to have a handle on stuff. Mm. Um, it's important for me because I, I'm often in a position where people um, need stuff from me. People look up to me for mm. direction, help, guidance. Mm. Mm. You know, I'm often that guy who people come to. So, mm. it's important for me to be in control i need to have a handle on this issue so for me to now admit to another guy that actually have no i don't know what this is i don't know what's happening here um is is it it's a reflection on me it makes me feel like i am not man enough it's like i don't have what it takes to handle my business you know this is your thing why why is this thing why is this thing why is that you you should be able to to deal with this issue deal with it man so when you when you're going to another guy and telling him you don't know what to do, it's an admission of of weakness, of fault. It it makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing. And that's a very
0: vulnerable place to be. Have you ever been in that position? Not necessarily one that you've talked about with your boys, yeah. but one where you felt, I really don't know what to do. Yeah, I have. Even very recently. I, I don't want to go into details. But they're, they're welcome here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is living truthfully. We say everything, but we speak you know openly. Know
0: it. Yeah, but we, you know, within yeah. within your comfort.
1: It's a, I mean, it's it's a it's a raw. It's a kind mm. of a raw thing. It's mm. Still, um, still dealing with it. Yes. Yeah. But that whole um being in that position. Yes. To answer your question, yes,
0: mm. I, I have been in that position. Yeah. Do you wish you had help? Did you get help? Did you reach out for help? Honestly, no. Didn't.
1: um so it was more like a, an update you know though you tell people this is happening yeah, yeah. but not help me mm. it's uh it's information by the way guys yeah yeah and it's often because well for me in this particular situation it mm. was like uh you know it's going to come out anyway mm. um, people will see people will know yeah. so, so I might as well update get, you get ahead of it They'll get ahead of the yeah. story but not that you know this thing has happened and i need help i don't know what to do sort of thing um, so, so no, uh, the, 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 um, the reaching out that I did was more just to update my, my boys. Just, this is what's happening. You guys. Do, do, do you need help? Um, yes. Um, it was, uh, so it was, it was an, let me call it an economic issue. It was a mm-hmm. work issue. Um, that went sideways and it, it was one of those things where, you know, things didn't quite work out and went really badly. And, uh, you know, you, you, you want to ask for help but you don't know what to ask for mm. and um to be perfectly honest with you i didn't want to feel like a burden i didn't want to feel like mm. i'm this guy who can't handle his business um i've grown up my whole life professionally you know i'm one of those guys who straight out of campus had a job mm. but when i was in campus i was working mm. you know mm. so there was i've never had a gap eh? so now to come out and start now being this guy who needs help and all that stuff it it just didn't sit right with me and i felt like by telling them you know and asking for help would be putting myself in that position, which is wow, well, uh, I can't even fathom <laughs> being in that position. But but yeah, I mean it was,
0: you know, guys know so. Uh, welcome to the gap. As guys here, we are the gap. <laughs> 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 we have lived the gap. Any entrepreneur will tell you, yep. you know, every year is a gap year. <laughs> You're standing in, gap. standing in the gap. Standing in the gap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, man. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I hope. You know that things work out, and yeah, 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 and and that they turn around or pan out, you know, um, somehow. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I went down that rabbit hole, and you know, sorry, I feel like I put you on the spot. (laughs) You think? You you think? No, but uh, (laughs) the, the the reason I went that rabbit hole is down that rabbit hole is because that's such a typical male story. Yeah. And. You no know, this is about threshold of pain, mm. and this year I lost well I didn't lose them, but two people committed suicide that I knew. oh no Oh no. and uh, two of them were both of them oh, obviously had issues they were going through,
1: yeah
0: one that we had no clue whatsoever. And I don't know if we would have helped, you know. Mm. And I'm not saying that every time you reach out for help, you'll get the help that you that you need and that you want. That's, then again, you know, that's something to to think about. Then again. But sometimes I found that for me speaking out, which is how I started this podcast, by the way, but speaking out gives me perspective. Okay. And sometimes perspective is enough for me to figure to see that this thing might not be as bad. Okay. As it looks like. And, and to I'm, me, are you speaking out, looking for perspective, or is it just a cry for help? Sometimes it's a cry for help, but now I think I'm looking for perspective. Now I've learned, you know, with time I've learned, but yeah. before it would be just a cry for help, I'd be like, you guys, I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, funk. Yeah. And I've had a guy say... Hey, if, yeah, if, yeah, that's bad <laughs> that's <laughs> bad you guy man yeah. it's okay man it's okay, okay. you'll be but, you'll, you'll be well. but, but we, we chomoka from things like this man mm. there is no help for you yeah. it's just like hey. yeah. Yeah. he yeah. wants to commiserate with you like you know you know yeah. you guy man yeah. but somehow you feel a little better do I, you I, though I, I do by the way. Yeah. I'm, I think I speak for myself but okay. I, let me tell you, let me give you one that was just perspective
1: and now a word from our sponsors
0: As a dad, the greatest gift I can give my family is security around their health. Do you know how the first time you have a child and all of a sudden there are medical expenses that come up that you never knew existed? Well, Minette has a great cover that caters for your young family. This cover is comprehensive and has features such as inpatient limits of up to 10 million shillings. It will take care of premature births, any complications during after birth, or for both mom and child for people who don't like the delivery room like me this is such a sigh of relief because it know at least the finances are taken care of it even takes care of you when you accompany your child of up to 10 years to the hospital as a caregiver and that's just the inpatient cover outpatient caters for dental optical gynecological urologists and mental health services and is up to two to three times higher than other covers in the market. I highly recommend Minet Health and it can be accessed online. They have made this purchasing process easier by creating a portal where any user can access their services directly from the website. To learn more about this cover, visit their Facebook page Minet Kenya or their website collaborationkenya.minet.com. Buy your family a secure health future. with a minute. And now back to our story. I've been managing some debt for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, some of it is business debt from you know the business that I shut down. Yeah. And some of it is personal debt. And and part of the personal debt has been money that I've borrowed uh, because I was in a tough time and I've been unable to pay. And yeah. now I'm sort of managing that process and paying in bits yeah. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes not paying you know because there's no income. What do you do? Um and you know, in fact I have a whole pain story for that one. But I was having a conversation with a friend and I was just lamenting. Maybe at that point I was just lamenting. I was not even looking for perspective. I was just lamenting about how managing debt is hard.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know unpredictable. Because the bank debt is being handled by a collector, <laughs> who is now very nice and kind. And, you know, mm. the relationship has turned over time. Mm. Mm. They started out quite rough. Mm. Um, and sometimes some of the people that I owe, you know, become impatient. And, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they will say some pretty strong things to you. And I was just lamenting about that space. Because at no point have I intended to be this yeah, this in debt. <laughs> I mean, nobody you know? nobody wants to be that guy. So, yeah. Um so this guy was like, okay, so uh how much is your total debt? Like total. So I gave him a figure. I'm um, I'm not going to say the figure here, but I gave him the figure. So what happened to living? To living, to living? I'm kidding. I'm, okay. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to say. It's,
1: have to it's say. It's no. No, 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 you don't have to say. You don't have to. Say.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh yeah, it's not it's not a lot of money. Yeah, you Just uh, it, it can, doesn't matter. It's, it it's, can be paid in uh In a check. Mm. Which means it's under an RTGS. Yes. So it's under a million. Understood. And um, the guy laughed so hard. eh? And he was like, that's what's distressing you this much. Like the amount of distress I had on my face was a lot. Yeah. And the guy said, listen, you tell all the people you owe to now chase me for your debt. I will add it to mine because it will make no difference to mine whatsoever. Uh, the guy, he said, his debt at the point was a, which was a business, m- mostly business debt, yeah. was close to the hundred million mark. Wow, wow! You know, it gave me such perspective. Eh? Mm. I felt so small with my very small problems, <laughs> and I moved. I, I walked out of there feeling like. I can conquer my. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. I'll take my. I'll keep my debt. You know, because yeah. you see someone's lifestyle; they look lavish and yeah, things, yeah. and you're like, hey, he's, he's probably swimming in the black in yes. that hundred million. Yeah, it yeah. tells you no. That's how much I'm in the red. Wow. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, and I'm saying that to say that sometimes speaking for me has given me perspective. Yeah. And that perspective has probably changed how I look at the problem.
1: Yeah.
0: And so the problem stops being a mountain and maybe becomes Ngong hills like a bump something i can maybe not a bump but something i can hike mm. you know it's still going to take some energy some effort some doing yeah but it's not going to kill me like mount Kenya would. Mm. you know yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: i i don't know i mean um so my 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 challenge with with asking with talking about it is mm. um my my sense of that conversation is towards a, some sort of resolution or some sort of um, ask you know um, I'm, I'm not just going to vent and just speak about stuff because even when people tell me stuff my almost immediate reaction is you know this is what you can do one two three one two three yeah um, and maybe that makes me um, not a very good listener sometimes people want won't that but the the, the, the the way I see it, I, I feel like telling people about my issues or my problems is uh, inviting some sort of response. It's like I'm opening up the door. Mm. So, you know, what's the purpose of opening up this door if no one's going to walk through it? Or if no one's going to help me with the situation, then why even bother? You know, just speaking for speaking's sake um, is a foreign concept to me. I, I I don't know if I just want to air out or vent or, or that kind of thing. Um... And I don't know that my friends, for all their good intentions and all their support, and I know they'd probably want to do something about it. Um, I don't know if I would be even comfortable with some of the help I might be subconsciously trying to to get from them, you know? Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, like like now this situation I'm telling you about, the one that I'm going through, I mean, so I tell a guy about it. Um, cool. I, may, I might feel better having spoken about it. Um, maybe there's some perspective, but so what, you know? Are you going to help? Are you going to do something about it? Are you going to contribute in some way? Um, so so that's, that's where I get stuck. That's where the conversations become tricky for me. I, I have these friends and I know they're there for me. I know they'll support me. But I feel like telling them about my issue is inviting them to respond in some way. And I don't know if I would be comfortable with whatever response
0: I'd give. Do you imagine that maybe one of your friends has experienced something similar? And maybe they have not the check that you need, you know, the, the amount of money, but a formula for dealing with it. Would that be useful? I actually know for a fact um,
1: mm. that uh, one of the friends I'm, I'm talking about, and when he listens to this, you'll know who he, who he is. You know who you are, man. Um, he's gone through this before. Mm. Um, very similar situation, um, mm. almost identical. Mm. Um, and so you know, he's been there, he's, he's been down that path. Um, and I did talk to him about it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got to a point where I just, I felt like I, I needed to. But that, that was not my immediate response. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't, you know, like initially going through it, um, I'd reach out to friends, but it'd be more like a brainstorming session. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're a lawyer, right? Or you're in this space, you're a HR guy, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell me what? What do you think? I'm thinking this. I'm thinking we can do one, two, three. What do you think? What's mm. been your experience, sort of thing? Mm. So it's more like strategy. You know, let's mm. let's think about how we can work this thing mm. out. Yeah, mm. it's not wow. This thing is happening, and I'm I'm, I'm lost. It was a very um, active conversation. It was this is what I'm thinking. We can do. So I'm bouncing ideas off mm. the guy, mm. um, sort of thing.
0: What What, what did you feel? And this is just, I'm just experimenting here. Well, what did you feel if if the guy said, okay, understand how you feel? Yeah. Do you sometimes feel? like you failed? If he said that to me? Well,
1: I'd be like, okay, yeah, um, this situation kind of feels like a failure. Mm. Um, it feels like this thing didn't work out. Um, maybe there's something could have done differently. Uh, but I, I don't want to hear that right now. Um, what I want to know is, you know, what do you think? How can mm. we tackle this? Mm.
0: I'm playing the role of your friend. Okay. Role um, Roleplay. But, yeah. Will, will, will you be frank? <laughs>
1: I I b- b- I'll be monger, I'm,
0: I'm, You'll be Frank. I want to chase you out <laughs> <laughs> so quickly. So I'll be Frank. Uh, so, um, but do you understand that? Yeah. Because if just because you feel like a failure, you're not really one. Um, do you understand that sometimes even? And I don't know what, the cho- what 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 choices you made. Yeah. but Do you understand that there's a role maybe of your choices and there's a role of circumstances that you that are beyond your expectation? Do you understand that? Yeah. I, th- I think I do just subconsciously I do mm. um, but still even
1: knowing that mm. the the reality is that there was some role um, it's not an entire it's not an entire happenstance it's not something that just happened mm. there was some level of um, control mm. that I could have exercised in that situation that mm. might have changed things I don't know mm. whether it would have worked or not I don't know
0: mm.
1: um, so there's a sense in which I had um, a role to play mm. which I either did and it didn't work out
0: or I didn't. Okay. So either way there's some level of culpability on my part. So I've been there. Yeah. And I think the hardest part for me is uh sometimes just giving myself grace. Yeah. And realizing that I I, I possibly acted in with, I acted at my best with the circumstances and information that I had.
1: Yeah.
0: Um at the time when you you know, the, the role that you played. Do you feel like you acted at your best at the time? Yes. You did. I think I did, yes. You think you did. Yeah. Are you are you are you able to forgive yourself for what you did not know or what you did not?
1: Well, yeah. Um it's a uh, it's it's like a sort of like you know, like a face sort of thing mm. situation. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, Man damn, I should have thought about that, man. I should have done you know, so you feel bad that you didn't think about it at the time. Mm. Um, and I've been really hard on myself the last uh, couple of months. Mm. But I think I'm at a place now where I feel like, you know, it's a lesson. It's something that I've learned mm. and I, I can do differently next time, if mm. there ever is a next time. Mm. You know, sort of like I'll never be in this position ever again sort of thing. But if I ever am, then this is how I'll play it out. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've learned a lesson. Okay. What's the lesson you think you've learned? That um, there's a certain level of... Um, Okay, there are people out there who are not nice mm. and that not everybody has your best interest at heart. Mm. Um And you kind of have to be careful about who uh, you allow to have influence over you. Mm. Um, I've also learned that uh, if somebody has power to do something to you, you have to assume that they're going to do it mm. and prepare yourself accordingly. Or mitigate in a sense. Yes. Mm. That uh, anybody who has the ability to do something will do it. Or you have to Operate under the assumption that they will. Mm. And so you prepare yourself and say, look, you know, if this happens, assume it's going to happen. What are you going to do about that? Mm. And if you're not comfortable with the consequence or if you're willing to sort of wing it and see what happens, um, then just be aware that this, if it could happen, it will. Um, so that's, maybe it makes me cynical. I don't know. But the, the the point is that I feel better prepared. I feel like I have a better view on life, on reality mm. than I did before.
0: Um, I think I had a very rose-colored um, perspective on life. I In fact think that was going to be my my next question is what have you learned about yourself through this process?
1: That's one of them that um, I've um, I don't know if the word naive is appropriate because um, mm. I don't want to call myself names. You know, people can call me names, but not me not me calling myself. Mm. But you know, I've always had this very. Um, positive view on mm. people on life and said, you know, everybody's nice and, you know, people only do certain things mm. if you give them the opportunity to mm. and all. But i realized that that's not always the case. Mm. Um, and that there are people who will do you in just because they can. Um, so, just being aware of that. Um, also, I've learned that uh, you kind of need to be prepared for every eventuality. Mm. That anything that can, you know Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong mm. will. So, be prepared for that. So, what, 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 what does that talk about you? About me, yeah. Am, am I going? Am yeah, I? Am yeah, going, yeah. I'm going no, you're running away. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you didn't, this was not in the in the, in in the, the script. Yeah. <laughs> you're off script, man. <laughs> what uh, have you learned about you learn.
0: through that process?
1: Um, I've learned that um, I uh, hmm, I I don't have um, I've had the wrong view, or not the wrong view, but my view on life and on people, um needs to be more comprehensive. Let me put it that way. That um, as a person, there's a certain way that I look at life and people which needs to be broadened. I've always had a narrow view on things, on on people. So I've learned that I need to broaden that. I don't know as much as I think that I do. I've also learned that... um, you know, uh, I've always seen myself in a certain way. I've always seen myself as uh, being a person of, of influence or of leadership, of authority. Mm. That's, that's always been my sort of default. Mm. And I've learned that um, that's not necessarily always the case, mm. that there are times when you have to be um, subject to somebody else. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's, that's, that's a difficult lesson to learn, um, learning that, um, you know, sometimes your role in life has to be subject to somebody else's um, will or somebody else's perspective mm. which you may not agree with, you may not like, um, and you don't really have the option of just walking away. You actually have to stay there and do what needs to be done. Um, so, I guess I'm seeing things differently from how I've always learned and always grown
0: up um, seeing things. You do a bit of training, don't you? I do. I just you, did a training this morning, actually. Uh, saying, but you do know that people who can be led a good leader yes i'm sure you've even told that to
1: someone and i say that to people all the time all the time and the truth is that that is a that's a head thing that's that's something that i know cerebral knowledge yes mm. but going through an experience is a very it's a completely different thing mm. um because then it it um it teaches you what you've been telling people um so, so yeah i mean there's that's a that's a perfect example of something that you know at your at your head level, that mm-hmm. this is something I know. I, mm-hmm. I, I I say it all the time, I've been told this before. But having an experience and going through something teaches you that, uh yeah, it's actually true what 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 you had. What
0: I had. What I had. <laughs> so yeah this is new this is new to I me know, I know it's it's fantastic I'm I'm, I'm, I'm watching you squirm as are you done said. putting me on the spot no, no, man no. you guy I'm this not. studio is warm <laughs> already is it just me it's that's kind one of hot last in here. question that's yeah. one last question are you sure yeah, yeah. so on, on this on this particular topic on this uh, lesson that you learned
1: yeah
0: how so based on the probably possibly solutions that you need to apply yeah to this situation the circumstance that whatever this event you know brought by how do you apply what you've learned about yourself to this to the solutions that you need to find or to the process of solutions yeah um so you know i mean among other
1: lessons that i've learned is i've learned that i'm um i can also be a difficult person to to deal with Mm that um, I can be pretty demanding. Mm. I can sort of want my own way and not think about other people. Uh, I've always, my, my brand is around, you know, the people and, and helping and all that. But I've realized that I can actually be a pretty stubborn, very difficult person to deal with. Mm. Um, I've learned that I can be pretty impatient, that I am very impatient, mm. that I, I if I don't get what I want, I tend to sort of throw tantrums and get haywire and all that stuff. And what that has taught me is that uh, I have a lot to learn. Mm and um i'm not i'm not there yet and that as i go through life being aware of that um i have to treat other people i have to have to sort of step out of my body for lack of a better word and look at myself in any given situation i have to be able to say okay look i'm having a tiff i'm having a fight i'm i'm, I'm in this issue mm-hmm. i have to be able to step out of the situation and say look look at what you're saying look at what look, me look at what i'm saying what am i what is my position in this fight or this mm-hmm. argument mm-hmm. and is it real is there a real issue here mm. or is it me and my ego and my impatience and my uh, wanting to do my own thing uh, speaking mm. um, so just being able to step out of any situation and say is this is this, is this right is this am i doing the right thing am i just being impatient and being difficult or am i actually do i actually have a point here mm. um and so that's that's the thing sort of a stepping out and then taking the next step which is the hardest bit of dialing it back so for example if I'm having a tiff with my wife and you know um, you step out of the situation and you realize by the way you're just being pigheaded about mm-hmm. this issue you know you really just need to you know back down oh. or grow up mm-hmm. you know and being able to say okay fine I'm at the risk of, of losing face completely I want to dial this thing back and um, admit my wrong mm-hmm. and say yes Yes, love. You're you're right. Um, I'm wrong, and I'm not just saying this. Just you know, mm. you know. The way sometimes mm. we we pack up those words just for the sake. Uh, uh, end this argument. Yes, you're we wrong. need to move on. I, you're right. I'm wrong. Yes, let's move on. Let's move on. Mm. But to be honest and say, look, I I actually had the wrong perspective on this issue. Mm. I I I was looking at this the wrong way, and I need to change the way I see the situation. Um, you're actually right. You know, the way I was. Um, the way I spend money the way I uh, the way I fight the way I hold grudges is is wrong I just mm. need to grow up mm. you know stop mm. holding those grudges for three weeks mm. you know let go of it stop being in love with the idea of being upset mm. you're not really upset you just you just like the idea of being upset so if grow it up you feel justified yeah it it's indignation like yeah. how dare you say that to me you know so you want to hang on to that feeling of indignation but you're not really upset internally sorry this is new to me, man. <laughs> I'm not really upset. Yeah. Um, or if I am upset, it's because I feel like I need to show you how upset I am and why my being upset is is important. Mm. Um, and so, just stepping out of that and say, look, there's really no issue here. You know, she's right. Mm. You 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 you're looking at this thing the wrong way, and it's painful to hear that. But she's right. And the truth is, she's not holding this thing over your head. Mm. By the way, mm. over my head. Sorry, me. She's not Mm -hmm. holding it over my head. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. actually just telling me she's on my side. Mm. So I need to accept that and say, yes, as difficult as it is, I'm going to swallow this kiwaru that I'm feeling Mm. because it's not really a kiwaru. It's going to disappear once it goes down my throat. Mm. And waru is actually nice things. Yes, yes, they are. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm about to get (laughs) into a joke, but let me know. So there's a sense in which, you know, stepping out of the situation and then taking the next step of changing the way you look at the situation and changing the way you behave in that situation it's a way of that's what I've learned
0: so (laughs) now moving out of that and asking thank you we've had a conversation Yeah, you probably haven't had with your friends oh right now yes yes how does that make you feel about our friendship
1: well, uh, for one, I'm never coming on this show again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't want you enough.
1: I want a script. Next time, yeah. I want a script. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, the um, I I, hmm, I feel as though we've never had this conversation before. Like no, never, we've never no. gone like in this direction. Yes. Um. So I feel like um, you have taken it upon yourself to help me. Mm. It's like you've you've seen a situation or an issue, and you've decided to use the platform to draw out something in me mm. um, through having this conversation, um, and that means that you have genuine concern. You, you, I mean, you, you had no idea I was going to tell you Mm-mm. any of this stuff. Mm-mm. Right? I, I'm, I'm pretty no, sure not you, you didn't even know that we were going down this road, no, guy, rabbit hole anyway. Nope,
0: nope, but welcome to um, living truthfully. This is how it works here.
1: Man, I should have known, man. It's not in the fine print. No, but but yeah, I mean, there's a sense in which you have used a platform mm. to draw out something in me which mm. I've never talked about before. Mm. Mm. And you've done that very deliberately, um, which is uh, which is um, an act of friendship. It's, mm. a, it's a kind thing to do. Mm. The easier thing to do would have been, you know, uh, yeah, you had issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the script and talk about mm. what's what we plan to talk about. So that shows me
0: that you have genuine concern, mm. and that that strengthens our friendship. I think. Um, and, and, and I feel like this is what we need to be as 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 brothers, as, yeah. as friends, as male friends to each other. Yeah. Uh, move from superficial conversations all the time. Yeah. But be able to just have the presence of mind saying when he said this it may have been a cry for help yeah or even if not let's since i i have a maybe a similar experience or i've had i've experienced a loss of some sort maybe different but same emotion um let's discuss that and let my experience hopefully help you get better perspective of yours yeah yeah and I want to ask: Do you feel like you have any better perspective of yourself, at least, it, after this conversation? Like, what? How do you feel about yourself now? Yeah. You know,
1: I think what 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 has happened is, um, I don't know if it's a change of perspective. It's more like a, a, a putting towards of of a mm, situation. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, it's, it's like a crystallizing of a situation mm, mm. where you a clarity of sorts. Yes, mm. so that you know, you've there's this thing you can kind of describe it, but it doesn't have like that tangibility of, mm. uh, of a description or of a name. You know, when you call something by its name, it gives it a sense of, re- it makes it real. Mm. Um, when you describe something and you have sort of a way of putting a, a label on it, it, it makes it real. Um so I think what this has done, I don't know if it has changed my perspective, because mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. in, in retrospect yes, anyway, yes, we're talking yes. about something that happened, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah. And you're not nec- we're not necessarily talking about solutions yes. or how to fix mm-hmm.
0: it or anything like that. And, and I don't even think I have solutions for you, but uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um But you'd be surprised by the way. But anyway, I mean, just the fact that, um, you know, it's like, okay, I've never really put this to words. I've mm-hmm. never really said any of this mm-hmm. to anyone. Uh, well, apart from my wife or some of it. But thus being able to put it in words is is helpful because you're like, okay, yeah, I can tell the story again. Mm. You know the way um, when, if like, say, um, you go to, I go see someone in hospital and they've had an accident and um, they want to tell the story. There's a way the story sort of takes shape over time. Eh? Mm. And then eventually you get to a point where the story is consistent. Mm. So initially you're telling a bit of it here, a bit of it there, that kind of thing. So there's a sense in which this has helped me see to have a story to tell. So mm. the next time I have a conversation with anyone about this, there's a, a bit of clarity around it mm. and I can communicate it better.
0: 2020 vision. Mm. Clarity. Clarity. Yeah. Communicate mm. clearly. Yeah. But also that's how you measure right vision. It's 2020 vision. Vision 2020. Oh yeah, I missed that. Uh, so you guys it, man. Thank okay. you. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of uh, eyesight jokes this year, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So <laughs> brace yourselves.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There's going to be a lot of that. Brace yourselves. You know what? first I think I should apologize for not being there for you as I should mm. have as a friend and I, I don't even want to use the excuse I should have known but because how would you have known man yeah like I didn't I, and I didn't reach out yeah. <laughs> even as a friend I didn't reach out to say hey how you doing yeah hey hi family has Shara and maybe give you the opportunity to be able to say something is not yeah. is not right eh? to be fair even if you had mm-hmm. um I mean there's no guarantee
1: that I'd have even opened up mm. um because I've gotten those calls before, even from some of my close friends. You know, mm. like what's happening, but that that whole image thing, um, I think that's one of the big barriers to having um, like genuine male, you know, friendships mm. and support from from mm. your, your your fellow guys. Yeah, mm. that that image thing um, that I feel that I will look bad in this guy's eyes. Mm. You know, I don't want Amani to look at me and think, oh, maze, Monge Bana Monge is going through this thing, man, it's bad and all. I, I don't want that way thing. You know, mm. I, I want to look strong. I want to feel like I'm in control. So even if you had reached out, I don't know if you would have
0: gotten anywhere with it. I feel like telling you that <laughs> you, we it, it doesn't I don't know how to say this, but it's a lesson I've learned in the last year. So I, here, I understand everything you've said. Mm. But I've also seen another way of living. Which is living vulnerably. And what has been amazing for me and it's really just something that's still I'm still wrapping my head around, and yeah. it's um, mind blowing, in a sense, is how owning, you know, vulnerability and being able to say, you know what, I don't have this locked down, I don't have this figured out, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not where I should be on this one. Yeah. Um, just being o- almost accepting for myself, but also being honest around it to the people that matter to me. Yeah. What has happened is one, like you said, it crystallizes and I'm able to know, oh, so this is what I can do about it because yeah. it's very clear. You know. Yeah. But also secondly, I found that often what I was afraid of doesn't happen. The, it's, a, it's, a, it's a boogeyman. It's a boogeyman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That people will see me as weak. People will see me as, you know, not having my, you know, together. Your stuff together. Yeah. You know, that, that stuff, it, that's not the effect that I have experienced. Okay. I have experienced people saying, thank you for sharing. You gave me a voice to share mine. Yeah. I've experienced people saying, thank you for sharing. Um, That was brave of you. I've experienced grace. people saying, and I kid you not, mm. One of those debt collectors mm. for the for a bank mm. landed on my podcast for some reason. Okay. Okay. I kid you not. Okay. And called me. Yeah. And said I listened to your podcast. Yeah. I had no clue you've gone through this process. Come, let's work out a plan. For real. Yeah. And like I said, they've been very gentle with me for a year now. As a result and, of that. As a result and conversations that were unacceptable to them a year ago are how we have moved the debt forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. being able to work on the debt yeah. because now they understood. Yeah, debt. Exactly.
1: You so I've experienced issues.
0: grace even from my friends. who are like, oh, I understand why you, you are like this or you are like this. Why that aggression, like you say, you know. Mm-hmm. you know, And, and it, it's not to excuse some of the things that you do, but it's to own it. Yeah. And I feel like owning it gives it, you know, it makes us human. Yeah. We're not the supermen that we think we are. True. And to be honest, I've tried. I've tried to lift my fist, and I don't fly. Like, like maybe it's some fat. Did you, <laughs> maybe the cape. Were you wearing cape? Um, no. no. Maybe <laughs> that's, 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 that's a the problem. problem. Yeah. You need to get a cape. I think it's helped me have a very healthy view of yeah. myself. You know, just both the good, the bad, and the ugly. And just know that they all exist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm the ugly <laughs> only, you know. Yeah. But that's that's been my, yeah. that's been my
1: experience. Wow. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I've this. So this experience, this particular experience I'm talking about, has probably brought me closer to um, that sense of vulnerability than anything ever has in the mm. past. Mm. Yeah, I've had a pretty good upbringing. You know, life has been not. i not been, I'm not. You know, that guys who we'll talk about how they've struggled in life and mm. all. Honestly, that has not been my story. Mm. I thank God for that. Mm. So this was a, a very unique experience for me. And uh, granted, you know, like you say, I mean, there are people who go through a lot worse than that. Mm. But for me, it was a completely unique experience. And it just brought to me the reality home that, um, you know what, this is not, you're not this special guy up in the sky. You know, there's there's these things happen to everyone and they can happen to you too. Um, it has brought a sense of humility as well. Um, it has made me deal or face certain um, parts of my personality, mm, mm. which I had taken for granted, um, certain parts of my identity, which I'd taken for granted. You know the way you see yourself in a certain way, and mm. it becomes part of who you are. Mm. And then when that's taken away, then you know what? Who are you after that? Oh, yeah. um, and just being able to confront the reality that your identity is not in a thing or a position or a place or a um, you know an asset or whatever it is. Um, so that's that's a conversation or. Um, uh, a journey that I'd never needed to go through before. And having to go through this particular experience was helpful in, in doing that.
0: Mm. So question. Shoot. How do you value... what? What's the value of your male friendships? Um, Wow, well, good
1: question. Um, A lot of it is tied into my identity. Mm. That uh, I'm a guy who has friends, guy friends who I can count on. Mm. Um, so just knowing that or... Telling myself that um, I'm saying telling myself because uh, I haven't always needed that support, but just knowing that it's there mm-hmm. is part of my identity. Um, having male friends also means that it gives a sense of balance to mm-hmm. to, to my life. That I don't see things from one perspective. Uh, that my life is not just about fatherhood or about being married or being a you know professional. But there's a sense in which as I'm, I'm a man, so I need to see things from a manly perspective. And having friends gives you that manly perspective that male perspective Mm. um, which sometimes you can lose in in, in the sea of life Um, so that's been that's been part of the the dynamic in terms of having male friends Um, who are the six guys that are going to carry your casket (laughs) I don't I don't have six. I probably have like 3 or 4. So it's going to be like a very um lopsided casket. Uh we might have to get like a like a trolley or something to mm. to push. Mm. No, but seriously though, uh that's and a, and a, a question place it's no stairs. Uh, yes, mm. that's true. Mm. That's that's very it's true. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Or you could just cremate, you know, so you just need one guy to carry the Okay. Yeah. But yeah. It's yeah. a good way to go around it. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, um and the question has been asked before. Um I know I have uh friends. I mean, you know, at a very deep level uh, or rather at a very superficial level I know there are guys who will come around I mean you know I I, I have like dozens of male friends people who I know you know if anything happened they'd they'd, at a very superficial level be available but I know the casket carriers the casket carriers the guys who are you know in it in the the sticks with me um, they're not many Um, part of it has been my personality just my nature of just wanting to do things on my own and just not letting guys in um, that's part of the, the dynamic. Um, and then just, you know, what does it mean when you say someone's going to carry your casket at, when you die? You know, what does that look like when you're alive? You know what? If you're not in a place of vulnerability or if you don't need that help or if you've never needed to reach out and help have someone help you, how will you know who those people are? Um, so it's just been one of those things that I've been I've thought about it. Mm. Um, and I know there's a couple of guys I, I I'd probably call on at a very deep level. But, you know, how do we know what, what that's going to be
0: like when the time comes? I don't know. You know, I hear that you grew up in two types of families. Mm-hmm. The family that you were born in and the family that you choose. Mm-hmm. And as, for me, as I, as I close this conversation, I think the conversation I want to have with the guys is about the family that you choose. Yeah. You know, the family of men that help you walk the journey of manhood the journey of masculinity the journey of fatherhood the journey of just being a guy
1: yeah
0: um and 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 that are true real um deep um bonded on life only not not necessarily help you know type friendships yeah and maybe what you've taught me today is to look at my m- friendships and say, are they based on how these people can help me, or are they based on how I just genuinely like to be with these people yeah. and allowing them into my life? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And okay. I guess that, yeah, can that you know, Can I say something yeah, about that? Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I think there's uh, there's um, the, the levels. I mm-hmm. think there's um, uh, it's not all on the same level. Yeah, we can't yeah. put all guys in the yeah, same I, I, at the same depth. I agree. Um, I think there are guys and there's there's a place for that. There are guys who, you know, are there for a particular season. There are guys who you need to go to help for help and, and stuff like that. I think there's a sense in which as guys, we need to see our, our friends um because, you see, if you're talking about vulnerability, vulnerability comes from a place of need. Um And so maybe need can be seen as an ugly thing that you know uh, I'm this needy guy who's struggling who needs help or I only talk to my friends when, when things are thick and therefore I, m- I abuse their mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. but the truth is for all of us that interaction the human interaction is really based on that so the question is who is that person you want to share that experience with mm-hmm. and how deep can you go with this person um, to the extent that you know your, your vulnerability you're willing to expose
0: your vulnerabilities with that yeah. person um, I, I like the conversation yeah. you're having because basically you're saying Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know mm-hmm. like we have mm-hmm. we have all these different needs and we, and we accept them. Yeah. they're part of how we were created, how we are. Okay. And, I, and I want to encourage guys from um, from those communities for yourself, uh, but more importantly, build build friendships and yeah. build friendships that you feel you can they can allow you to speak and to be honest and to be yourself. That you do not need to hit possibly your highest threshold of pain <laughs> <laughs> before you can talk. Before you can talk. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for being my friend. Thanks, man. For that's being fine. my friend enough even to come, for, to come when I asked In sh- on, thanks, on short notice, and you came. Oh,
1: that's fine,
0: man. Thanks. I, I appreciate it, yeah. and, I, and I hope you know going forward we can be better friends. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for this conversation. It was uncomfortable, I won't lie to you. Mm. Um, but thanks for providing a space where. It could be hard, um, because it's necessary. Uh-huh. I think uh, there's a, a bit of crystallization in terms of what how I define friendship that has happened this afternoon,
0: and uh, I'm going to go and do something about it. So thanks, man. Okay. Hey, um, yeah. But before we go, you're the king of uh, bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. Um, did you hear about the the
1: the the guys who tried to fly but uh, they failed? No. They were the wrong brothers.
0: It, it's so painful to think about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just process it, process it, just it yeah, takes no, some time. No, no, it's, no, gonna no, hit, no, it's, it's gonna it's, hit it's, it's, No and I know, I know the right <laughs> brothers and the wrong brothers. It's just so painful to think about it. Have <laughs> you heard about the Indian who went to the restaurant and you're uh, just you're just chilling like this and just Are you relaxing? Said, no, I'm not relaxing. I'm dialipsing. <laughs> Then he's asked uh, sorry sir I, I, what I meant is are you, are you comfortable? No I did not come comfortable I came 40
1: <laughs> Okay uh, at the risk of pushing this too far um, what do you call um, uh, an, an, an Indian an Asian who, who cleans windows?
0: Ah I know him
1: Dirisha, Dirisha. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how, what do you call one who owns a matri? I don't know Shukisha <laughs> and his brother is called who? I don't know. Pandisha. <laughs> <sighs> See you next week when we discuss male friendships a little bit more. I'm actually toying with the idea of bringing some of my boys here that uh you know, that that kaina circle. But those guys will tomorrow are my secrets and this is the reason I don't want them here. Living <laughs> truthfully. I, I know I talk about vulnerability, but no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is a there is a, a limit. There uh, is a yeah.
0: limit and it uh, I can don't trust this guy's one yeah. single bit. Uh, 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 <laughs> let me tell you you don't have to you don't have to. Yes. When you yeah. when you're ready. When uh, you're ready. Yeah, I don't trust them but we'll see next week. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening.